You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is called Pirate Radio. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a playground. You beat up the bullies with your fists. You throw them in jail. Everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, they're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn so, thing. So you just put them in the morgue. You're goddamn right, I do. One chooses to walk the way of the Mandalore. You are both hunter and prey. This is the way. This is the way. The Force will be with you. Always. Be bold. Be brave. Courageous. Black alert. This is called Pirate Radio. We are refuse for great geeks, cause round here we don't get geek. We don't care for the hate speech. That's why we ain't mainstream. So we linked up on the same team. No heights we can't reach. We are fan, we're hearts true. If you feel the same, sing along too. Say great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge, great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. It's like, yeah, uh, no, action news. And now, your host, Mike Lutzford. I'm totally gonna use that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of At the Diner, the flagship podcast of the Great Geek Refuge. My name is Mike Lunsford. I am the host, but I'm also the editor-in-chief of our website. It's greatgeekrefuge.com. You should check it out. Lots of great articles, lots of great podcasts for your listening and reading pleasure. We have a wonderfully fun episode for you today where we are going to be talking music uh, about some of our favorite songs, uh, both current and past. Uh, but joining me for the podcast, we've got my resident music expert. If I need good music to listen to, I'm like, I need something new. I go to this guy every single time. His name is MC Brooks. Sir, music time is my arena. Um, it is. It is, in fact, your arena. Uh, because he's also a wonderfully talented musician. You should check out his music. It's Bandcamp. Search MC Brooks. Pay this man his money. Um, we've also got Mr. James Rambo, who... When I first met him and he told me the kind of music he listened to, I was not blown away. Blown away is the wrong word, but I was surprised, but also too encouraged because a lot of times there's a lot of weird, like, leftover, like, masculine bullshit that we all have from growing up where it's like, guys can't like lady singers. And Rambo's like, nope, fucking love them. They're great and they're wonderful. And I'm like, yeah, they are. Thank you, James Rambo. You're welcome, buddy. Yes, I appreciate you, bud. Appreciate yeah. both of you. Are you guys ready? Yeah, we've got our we've got our lists. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm I've been still working on mine. But <laughs> yes, because <laughs> I keep I keep I keep remembering new stuff. I'm like, oh fuck, I've haven't listened haven't listened to that in forever. Yes, that too. So yeah, well, but I'm ready. Gonna, that's gonna be the fun part about this too, is because since we're all such music fans, there's gonna be a certain amount of like we're going to start talking about it and then like we might be like oh i put this one but fuck i also really like this one too so yeah i, I figure this is going to be a pretty fluid conversation that we have um we did we put this in the group we put this in our um ggr uh, facebook group and we got a couple of answers as far as uh, the ones they want us to answer so there's a meme going around that says ask me about uh music and it's got 28 questions that range from your favorite song right now to a sad song a positive song a holiday song uh, songs you know all the lyrics to, just a, a lot of different things. So we're going to start there, and we're going to start with the ones that we got requested from our very own Russ Brown, co-host of The Gamer Den. Uh, Russ would like us to answer, he's given us three. He's given us uh, number one, number two, and number 28. Uh, I want to start with, um, we'll start with modern. We'll start with right now, today, your favorite song right now. Uh, James Rambo, kick us off. What is your favorite song right now? Is that uh, number one? That is number one. Um, so this band is one that I'd seen, uh, not like seen live, but like I'd seen like images of them and I'm like, oh, this is, this is a fucking gimmick band and it's probably gonna be a bunch of music I have no interest in. Um, but then I heard this song and I'm, I'm now going back and, and listening to more of their stuff and I'm getting 
a lot more interested than I thought I would, and that is Square Hammer by Ghost. Um, oh, wow. It is... It's catchy as fuck. Like, all of, the, all, all of their music, they know how to nail um, a specific genre, um, and... Uh, uh, like like oral aesthetic um, for lack of a better term um, really really well uh, lead singer has a hell of a voice um, and it's, it's also funny because the vast majority of the songs that I've heard from them and it's not a lot I, I, we're, you know we're not we're not in like the hundreds or anything but like pretty much every song I've heard from them is like hey the devil's not such a bad guy, you know. <laughs> like it's pretty cool. And like there's there seems to be like one, like one of their albums seems to be almost entirely like, um, almost like satanic gospel. Um, and Square Hammer is like one of those songs. Um, and yeah, it's I'm like the chorus is like you know. Uh, essentially like arguing to swear leading to Satan right now like right here right now and so it's 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 a it's a um it's, it's will you be a witness for the devil himself um but yeah man it, it's it's super catchy and it's got a really great riff and um it was written apparently as like their um the song I think to end all of their shows it was it was their closer uh, in 2019 I think um, but yeah I, I if you like if you like rock or metal uh, I would definitely recommend checking that out nice good stuff Mr. Brooks what say you uh, oh, gosh I have, a, I have like I have like eight things listed um, <laughs> um, well, I'll, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go with probably the, the, the first thing, first thing I have on here. So, uh, it's no secret. And while in addition to being the resident musician, I'm also the resident weeb at GGR. <laughs> um, so, um, one of the songs I've been, I've been listening to, there's this group, uh, called Yo Asobi. Um, and part of the, Part of my attraction to them, vocals aside, is that like the the piano is arguably like my second favorite instrument. Like I love like if pianos are involved and like whatever melody or thing you have going for you is dope, I'm probably gonna I'm probably going to like your song. Um, so the first thing I noticed the with one with the first song I ever heard from them um, was a song called Racing into the Racing into the Night, which has this like it's like this combination of like live piano and house music. Um, so that was like the first thing they called me because I was like, yo, this piano is like super, super, super catchy. And then the vocalist came on and, you know, they're singing in Japanese, but the vocalist has some pipes on her. Like she, she has a very incredible voice. Um, and then even just reading translations of, of the lyrics for the song, like the, the themes that they, they tend to write about, a lot of love songs or uh, songs centered around love and friendship are, you know, I think things that I think all of us can, you know, relate to and, 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 and enjoy. Um, but however, there's the, the song in particular has, for me, arguably some of the best, like, piano progression or like that I've ever listened to like the entire structure of the song is so like it, it's so layered and there's a lot of depth into it which works for the the, the story of the song itself the, the the song the song is called romance and it's uh, a story about two people who live in different timelines who write letters to each other and that's how they communicate um, and everything from the, the just the open just the the very uh, beginning piano chords and how like it, there's a lot there's a lot of rolling going on in the background but it's never to a point where it's like overbearing or even distracting from the vocalist and the sections where there are no vocals where it's just just the music playing like it, it like just 
the the way that they layered this song really just it jumps out and i it's a song that i wasn't even expecting to like as much as as, as i do it's one of those things that like i heard it like the first i heard it like once or twice and i was like oh this is cool and then you know you'll just be walking and then like that a melody will just pop up in your head and i'm like fuck damn thinking about this song again and the next thing you know i'm listening to it i'm listening to it on loop because i i love how the the song is structured so um if anyone's listening if you're into if you're interested in like j-pop or even just just house music um because a, a lot of their music uh is, is is structured that way um romance by yo Asobi, that's y-o-a-s-o-b-i um that's the, either that or racing into the night either of those two songs you can't go wrong and those those are those two have just they've been stuck in my head on loop for like a month the the song about the um the people writing letters to each other when did that song come out uh that's a good question i feel like it, i feel like it, that was on their album that came out one of their albums they put out two albums last year so i want to say last year because that's the plot of the lake house yeah that's a fucking keanu reeves movie <laughs> well shit <laughs> yeah the keanu reeves sandra bullock movie where they're each writing letter like they, they'll write a letter and put it in the mailbox and the other one in a different timeline or or in the future or past will like be able to read the letter so it's this like this this uh, uh unrequited romance between two people across time damn that's cool i wonder if it probably was inspired by that now that i think about it because yeah like i said this song just came out last year and i'm assuming that keanu movies were a couple years old oh 2006 yeah. Say, uh, it's got some, it's got some uh, legs on it for sure. <laughs> um, I am going to go. I, I alluded to this in the beginning of, uh, or in the intro of the podcast, about um, being more less uh, misogynistic about my musical taste. Because, I, like, it sounds dumb, but there have definitely been times where I'm like, I don't like the song because girls are going to. It's so stupid. But, like, I've gotten more in touch with that. And honestly, right now, I can't stop listening to that fucking song, A, B, C, D, E, F, U. Oh, uh, by Gail. Gail, yeah. It's so fucking catchy. It's so fucking catchy. And I hate it because I love it. And like, it's just, yeah. Yeah, by Gail. Yeah, it's so, yeah. Like, it's such a catchy song. Um, It's, yeah, anytime it comes on the radio, I turn it up, just blast the shit out of it, sing along to it. I don't give a fuck who looks at me. Like, whatever. It's a great song. And, like, she's, like, 17, too. So, like, also, like, yeah, girl, you tell us. You know? Fuck you and your mom and your dog and your friend. Like, yeah, like, it's... <laughs> yeah, that's, like, my, my current, like, go-to uh, as far as, like, favorite song right now. Because um, it didn't say favorite song of all time, because that's that's another question. But, like, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. It's super catchy. Like, I, I... That's a song that I have had... I've had it stuck in my head, too. Um, especially because, um, like I, there's a DJ website that I go to download music. Uh, I do it every week to like, to get my cat to get my catalog up. Yeah. And I've discovered like so many other versions of that song in particular that like, just can't help it. I have like three different house versions of, of that song. <laughs> like, yeah. um, there's a dubstep remix of that song. Like. There, there, there are a ton of different things behind it, and I, I even ended up watching a video about like the creation, um, the creation of it, and like it sounds, it it sounds really silly and simple, but sometimes like the the best music is that, like it doesn't need to be complex. It's just A B C D E F U, you know? Yeah. But additionally, too, like when you think about it, like the the story of the song, it's pretty simple, like. You know this. You know you you fall in love with this person. Things don't go go right, and then like you just realize how full of shit they were, and you're just like, yeah, across the board, like you were a piece of shit. And like at one point, there's a lyric in there. It's like you kept calling me a bitch, so I became it. And I was like, wow, like that's you kept telling everybody how awful I was and how shitty I was. Well, you know, now I am going to be like that towards you. And I'm like, that's full of shit. There you go. And like, just a really, really, really catchy song. Um, and also too like i love hearing things from like new like young artists because it's like all right i want to see where you're what you're gonna do next yeah like hopefully this is like the first song in like many to come from you know you know what's interesting too and this is just really indicative of how the music industry has changed 
is that uh, people who have been like studying and watching like the the songs that have blown up in I say like the last two to three years, they've all blown up because of TikTok, and because yeah, of that, we're, we're, we're yeah we're seeing like in. So now what we're seeing is um, record labels in particular are heavily investing in getting in in uh, marketing their music towards TikTok, towards you know influencers and people who do like you know the dance videos and and all and all that stuff because that for the most that has been the gateway for like songs to blow up when you look at stuff that ends up in the top 10, you know, regardless of genre, like on billboard and, and all with all these other metrics as well. And that's very, that's, you know, that's, that's very different. And so like, yeah. Let's, uh, let's go into our next one. This one is from uh, Jamie Cornish. Jamie is my cousin. He lives in England. Jamie has been a supporter of us for a long time. Whenever I uh, accidentally screw something up on the podcast, he's normally the first one to point it out. Um, so thank you for being our editor overseas, uh, Jamie. We'll have to give you like a special title, like international editor, Jamie Cornish. So, <laughs> um, Jamie gave us three. He gave me 13, 20 and 25. I want to do 20 cause I want to hear what you guys have to say. Rambo, we'll start with you. Number 20. That is an underrated song. I have two. Okay. Do you want to hear the first or the second? Um, I say fuck it here in both. Uh, the first is Leader of Men by Nickelback. The second is One Last Breath by Creed. <laughs> I like what you did here. I, li- I, I like this. I am <laughs> not here for this revisionist bullshit of <laughs> the internet, the, well, the internet's opinion uh, about these bands. Like, if you don't like something, that's fine. That's fine. I'm, I'm not here to change your mind about something, about an actual opinion you have. But I am sick to death of these people who have developed an opinion that is that is not their own, that have taken on uh, uh, the ideals of just, you know, what, the, you know, uh, humanity's uh, electronic brain has decided is good or bad. Um, fuck that. It's fucking nonsense. Now, it's one thing if you're like, I don't really feel good or bad about this, but I'm not interested in this, or I am interested in this because of uh, all of the good or bad press I've heard about it. Fair enough. I myself am influenced by, in terms of my interest in something, by popular opinion. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. But to then say this is good or bad because I've heard from all these other people that this is good or bad is nonsense. That's something that children do. Um, We can be better than that. (laughs) Just give it a shot. (laughs) Vote, vote Rambo 2024. Like I, um, no, I 100% agree. I have, I am un- unashamed in my love of um, Weathered, the uh, album by Creed. I want to say it's like their second or third album. The whole fucking album's great, man. Yeah, like, yeah my I think it's underrated one. as hell. Yeah. Yep. yeah. The whole and again, album is underrated. It's easy. It's really, really easy for people to be like, oh, well, they suck, you know? Like, it, it, again, like you said, the, that collective uh, internet voice. It's the same thing with Nickelback. And honestly, I will say that as Nickel... Nip, as Nipple... As Nickelback, <laughs> as Nickelback nipple is a nipple blast band. <laughs> as Nickelback progressed, I didn't like what they started doing. It, it, but that's that's fine. Musicians evolve. That's fine. They weren't my thing anymore. But man, them fucking first two albums were dynamite. Like Silver Side Up, and I can't remember what the second one was called, but they they were both really fucking good, and they were good. It was good music too. That's the thing. Is it wasn't just like. Yeah, it was catchy pop stuff like that. They're uh, how you remind me like everybody heard that song in like 2001. But like, yeah, because it was it was fucking everywhere because it was absurdly yeah. popular. Yeah, that's that's yeah. the other thing. It's like, oh, that band sucks. Really? Really? Because they're selling out stadiums. So is it really that this band sucks? No one's listening to them. Fuck out of here with that bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. And like that song Too Bad by Nickelback. Oh. 
I was just about to say that because that, that, awesome. that that's on my list for underrated songs because it, <laughs> it, 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 it frequently gets left out when people mention like Nickelback's best, like Fucking some of their biggest songs. See, I, I like perfect segue. Remind, yeah, okay. I liked how you remind me, but too bad was the one that was like, oh, okay, this shit slaps. Like I, I, I fuck. Okay, I, I fuck with this. And I, I, I like I'll admit I participated in the the memeing of Nickelback is bad. Um, I don't like they're not my favorite band, and I don't think that they're bad. I like a lot of their a lot of their music after a certain point was just not for was just not for me anymore. But yeah, too bad slaps and like. I like I don't agree that Nickelback does not have a good song because they they have several then and those are the only ones that I, that I listen to for the record. Yeah. Um you said number you said number 3 and under like it was an underrated song. Right? Uh yeah, number 20. Yeah. Yeah. Number 20, an underrated song. All right, I'm going to I'm going to stay in that vein with a band that was largely a one-hit wonder, but I played the shit out of their album even though I feel like I may have been one of the only people um, uh, that listen to it, and that is uh, somewhere out there by Our Lady Peace. Oh, oh dude, yeah, fuck yeah. Gravity! That whole fucking album that whole is amazing, album, bro. That whole album <laughs> slapped. Oh, bring back God. the sun. Bring back yeah. the sun was my favorite. Was one of my favorite songs. Made of steel, especially made of steel. I played. The, I played the shit yeah. out of that on loop. That entire album was completely underrated, and like almost nobody I talked to remembers them until I start playing somewhere out there. And they're like, oh, yeah. And like they've heard it, but they don't know where they've heard it from. That entire album was fucking great. That song, and that song in particular was great. And like I thought they were going to be much bigger than they ended up being. Yeah, I, I did too. And I got to see the, okay, they were at the HF Festivals, like 2000 ish. I don't know when. Somewhere in the 2000s. They were there and I was there. It was great. And like it was right after Gravity came out. And Rain Maida is the lead singer's name, right? That guy, well, first off, they're Canadian, and I think that might be part of the reason why they didn't get as big um, as everybody had hoped, or everybody Nickelback's thought. Canadian. I know. Like, so there's <laughs> two. There's two of them. You know? Fucking Brian Adams is Canadian, too. God damn it. Um, but, like, um, the, you want to talk about exudes rock star, like, just out of his pores, like, just like an aura. Remember, like, the way that, like, um, Charlie Murphy described Rick James? He just had an aura about him. That was Rain Maida. This guy was so fucking cool like in his goddamn leather pants and his sunglasses. And I like got to meet him and I'm just like, hey man, I'm a really big fan. He's like, hey bro, thanks a lot. Appreciate that, man. And like dapped me up. And I was like, you are so fucking cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that album was yeah. just absolutely incredible. That song, Innocent. Yeah, and, oh, Innocent also yeah. fucking great. Yeah, like I, I'm pulling up the lyrics right now because like, I mean, we've talked about this before. Like um, some, some people are lyrics people, some people are not. And like I, I'm a lyrics person, man. And when you can hit me with those lyrics, and I'm just like, holy shit, like, yeah. Um, I'm trying to find the part specifically. Yeah, Tuna, Tina's losing faith in what she knows. Hates her music. Hates all of her clothes. Thinks of surgery and a new nose. Every calorie is a war. And while she wishes she was a dancer and that she'd never heard of cancer, she wishes God would give her some answers and make her feel beautiful. Fuck me, like. <laughs> What a, what a gut punch that is, man. Like, yeah, th that whole album is incredible. Their first album, too, that they did before that had a couple of pretty big hits on it as well. Um, I can't even remember. I can, I can picture the fucking um, album cover in my head. Yeah, but they, yeah, they were yeah. like, they were like alternative rock, like, darlings. Like, yeah, they were, they were, they were, they were dope. I, I, I. I enjoy, uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed the shit out of the album. And I, I wish, like, I saw more people, uh, more people talking about them. Um, can I can I list my other three before uh, before you go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So first is another band from that time that's also largely forgotten to history, and I remember, I I remember discovering them because they were very similar to, they they. They were similar to another band that I liked, but they the way that they did it was very different, right? Um, and that is uh, New York, New York by Chronic Future. Most people would know them by the song "Time and Time Again," which which was which was like had uh, which was animated and came out in 2003, 2004. Uh, some big uh, song about war, but they had this other this song on their album called "New York, New York," which was way more catchier. 
And I thought it was it was I mean their entire that entire album was was fucking fantastic. And um, I was I was hoping that they were gonna hang around much longer than they that they ultimately ended up um, hanging around for. I feel like they kind of they got a little bit screwed uh, from just their label and some other stuff that was going on. But they were they were they were pretty awesome, and I I fucking love them. Um, secondly, is Haunted by Kelly Clarkson. Um, and I'm mentioning this because uh, bringing up our girl, yeah, yeah. Kelly, it, it was on her album My December, which is my favorite album by her. And the reason that I like that album um, is part of the reason that it probably didn't do as well. So um, you know, when when at that point, uh, Kelly, she was in a big dispute with her label over that album because she was like going through some like life stuff. So a lot of the songs that she was that she was writing at that point were very melancholy, like not as upbeat, like not as cheerful as stuff as like, you know, uh, since you've been gone, you know, not not like not like not like that. And so uh, they basically were like rejecting everything that she had been putting out. And um, she ended up striking a deal with them and was like, how about this? I'll make this album that I want to make, and if it doesn't do as well, then you know what? I'll go back and do like I'll sing the songs you want me to sing. And so that was the album that we got with Never Again, uh, which was the the big song, the big song off of it. But it was a much darker, much more melancholy, uh, much more melancholy album. And there's this other song that she ends with called Irvine, which she recorded on a Mac in a bathroom in Irvine, California. Where it's a song about her literally crying nice. out, crying out to God, uh, asking if He's there, and like it, like it's one. Of the, it, the rumor is I don't know if it's true, but the rumor is she recorded she recorded that song one time, and the the, the verb, like how it came out is how it came out, and she put it on the album. And you know, per, when when musicians get really personal like that, like regardless of how I feel about religion and all that, I I love it. And that entire album was a much more personal album than I feel like with some of the like the generic songs that she was doing uh, previously with like Since You've Been Gone and Behind These Hazel Eyes, which are just like which were just like, you know, pop, just like pop songs. Uh, you know, they were just big pop songs. Right. But that one, this album was way more personal and Haunted is my favorite song from that album. And I wish that I wish it had, you know, done better because ultimately you know the label was right the album didn't do it as great as it probably should have and then after that point is when she started doing a lot more of the bubbly pop songs so that's how we got my life would suck without you and stronger and you know stuff like that and uh the last song on the list here and i thought of this mike when you said that you were a lyrics person yeah um there's this band i discovered in college called envy on the coast um they were never, they were never big. Never, they never got big beyond like the the indie the indie scene. Um, but part of the reason that I, I enjoyed them was because their 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 the, the way that they wrote their songs was very different than most bands I felt like who look like them. Like you know how you'll look at them and you'll look at a band or an artist and you think you can kind of gauge like what they write about because you're like oh yeah of course like emo band you write about love songs and like cutting yourself and blah blah blah. Well, like I like I had judged them before I'd even heard their first song because I saw their music video. I was like, oh, okay, this is this is probably just like you know Hawthorne Heights or like one of these other bands and blah blah blah. But then I actually uh, heard their their album. I actually heard the song Sugar Skulls and I thought it was dope. And I ended up listening to the album and the 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 writing on the album really took me by surprise because it was very mature for some kids who were like in their early 20s at that at that point and they have this song called uh lapse um which is a song that they wrote from different perspectives dealing with uh their grandparent who had alzheimer's Fuck. and <laughs> yeah like um there's this uh there's this one line from it that I'm like, if I ever got it, if I ever get, if I ever get something tattooed, um, this is the, uh, this is a what I would want to get. They have this, these, uh, these lines right here in the in the final verse. Now I've dodged your question so much, I don't possess the strength to answer straight. And no, I'm not afraid, at least not to die. I'm afraid to live and not remember why. 
And every oh, time shit. I hear, <laughs> every time I hear that, that shit just it hits me right here. I'm like, fuck, man. Damn, dude. Like, how, like I don't even know how they had the strength to like write what they wrote. But this, I mean, they're they're writing uh, Ryan. I can't remember his last name. Ryan something. Maybe Ryan Smith. Generic, <laughs> super generic name. Um, but yeah, his, his the, the the way that he wrote, his, wrote songs for them was it's. Yeah, it's some of the best writing, like even to this day that I've that I've, I've you know ever listened to and ever heard, never seen. So yeah, just wanted to throw that in there. Awesome, man. I um, I, I wanted to. You look at a band the first time and you're just like, oh, I know what these guys are gonna be all about, and then you're just like, I'm over it. Um, that was the way I felt with most pop punk emo stuff in the early 2000s, and I can yeah. think of one in particular that like at the time when they came out i was like these guys are bullshit i don't care um and now i fucking love them and that's all american rejects like yes yes (laughs) (laughs) hard bro hard agree because i was i was the same way move along is one of my favorite songs of all time in fact on the list of songs where it's like i think one of them was like songs that you know all the words to and you will always sing along to yeah yeah move along yeah yeah absolutely love that song um but the one that I wanted to delve into because lyrics hit me and they hit me hard, um, especially when it's like with the subject matter here. So we've talked about him on the podcast before and Rambo told this great story of the song Never Gonna Come Back Down by BT that features Mike Doty. And like the part at the end where basically Doty is just going off on like a tangent and he just ends it with like going, Sharissa. And then <laughs> BT is just dying laughing. He's like, that's what I do, man. Like he just, just, just exudes confidence. It's like, I'm a badass. I get it. It's cool. But like fucking everything Mike Doty does is so good. And there's a song called Fort Hood. And then like, you're like, oh, it's, you know, he, he, he's probably from there. He is. But his dad was in the in the army, and Mike Doty wrote this. Um, I'm pulling it up right now because I want I want to give you the full story about this song. Like it, this is such a good fucking song because it's about the war in Iraq without like coming out in your face about it. It was released in 2008, but like this is in the midst of like the war in Iraq and the war in Afghanistan. Fort Hood saw the highest number of fatalities from that war. And it's 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 one of those songs now that I know the lyrics and I know what they're about. And like I I can't help but tear up when I listen to this song. It's it's that fucking good. Um, and and like it's not like war is bad, like in your face kind of shit. But listen, these are the lyrics. I'd rather watch movie stars get fat. I'd rather hang up the flag and be done with it. I'd rather keep the frenzy and the fire out of my mind. I'd rather take sides in an argument. I'd rather crank up the bass in a dark basement. I'd rather leave the mobs and the murders in a distant land. Like, wow. At, yeah, at one point, and it, and it uses the Let the Sunshine In from um, Age of Aquarius. Oh, like, yeah. That's, love- yeah. Yeah. Um, my vote. listen to this because I, I love that song. Yeah. My vote's a bed in a football pool. Five on the red, six on the blue. Wake up, fool. This is no time for a shouting match. I smell blood and there's no blood around. Blanked out eyes and the blanked out sound. See them coming back motionless in an airport lounge. Like, Ooh. you should be getting stoned with a prom dress, girl. You should still believe in an endless world. You should blast young Jeezy in, a, in the back of a parking lot. Like, all of these people that came back and, and like were just shells of their former selves who were dealing with PTSD, who died, who remained because of this war. And none of this should have happened. You know, you should have been in a prom dress getting stoned. Like you should have been able to live a normal life. And like it, it, and that's, there's so much meaning, but like, he doesn't beat you over the head with the lyrics. Like this isn't obvious what he's, it's, you, you gotta really hear what he's saying and not just in the words, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, like this This is one of those songs that like the first time I heard it, I was like, yeah, this is catchy as shit. And then I read the lyrics and I was like, fuck, dude. Like, yeah, this one, yeah. this one hits hard every single time. It's such a good song. I love I, I, I love stuff like that. Yeah, I, absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to have to go listen to this song. Yeah, he does. He does good shit. Um, all right. What else we got here? Uh. Which one do we want to do? We got 28 song you like to sing. I already told that one. Um, yeah, you know what? I want to hear that. 28, Rambo. What song do you love to sing? Uh, well, first provides our, our uh, 
What's the word I'm looking for? Condition is it will be me alone in my car. (laughs) (laughs) Because I have so much anxiety about singing in front of people. Uh, It is a skill I wish I had, and it is one that I do not. Um, But I, 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 where did I originally choose? I was between two, and I'm blanking on the one I chose initially. And then I saw this one in my uh, in, in the playlist, and I'm like, oh yeah, this. Uh, it's alive and amplified by the Mooning Suzuki. And I think it might have been used as like a uh, in a car commercial or something. Um, but it is just like big, um, like funk rock i I honestly don't know if it's a modern song or if it's from the the mid 70s neither would surprise me um but it's just big and bombastic and upbeat and fun um yeah it's it's exactly the kind of song i i I would want to sing um but yeah i mean there there are many many songs i can slot into this uh which again is me alone in my car (laughs) <laughs> um, probably, probably flying down like 495 or 95. Um, cause yeah, that, like that is when I listen to most of the music I listen to is when I'm in the car. Um, it's also why I don't, I tend not to focus a lot on lyrics is because for me, it's just, um, the sort of experience of it. Um, and not necessarily the analysis. I'm always pleasantly surprised when I will listen to a song for like, you know, the 30th time, and it'll finally click what's actually, you know, being sung about. Um, but uh, yeah, Alive and Amplified by Mooney Suzuki is very much worth listening to. MC, what about you, man? What are you just singing your heart out? I mean, similar to Rambo, it's, it's like whatever. Whatever I'm listening to is something that I absolutely could like. I have uh, flashes of when I went to Warp Tour in 2019 and like singing to literally every band I saw that day. You know, singing "Pretty Fly for a White Guy" when the Offspring were on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> singing "If It Means a Lot to You" by Data Remember when that came on. Singing "Gym Class Heroes." Uh, yeah, like so. Literally, it, like anything I listen to. So like my answer is uh, like if I'm thinking in a karaoke sense, because that was one of the ways that I interpreted this. If I'm thinking like a karaoke sense, like one, I don't really sing when I go do karaoke. Like my karaoke pick is almost always going to be like Wild Wild West or Getting Jiggy with It by Will Smith. It's going to be one of the two. And that I mean, yeah, that's that. So that that. But in addition to that, I would say like anything My Chemical Romance is something I'm probably going to belt if I if I hear it. I mean, like almost everything I listen to has a chance of me singing it if I, you know, have the confidence. Um, because much like Rambo, like even though I do perform in front of people, like, I don't sing when I go up there and I don't think I can sing. So the last thing I want to do is be singing in front of a, in front of people, uh, people I know or strangers. Um so most of these is by myself, <laughs> but if if uh, if if I'm in public, it's probably going to be like getting jiggy with it or you know Wild, Wild West. Gotcha. Yeah, I I had said uh, Move Along by All American Rejects, but honestly, the answer is any and everything. Um, I have yeah. been known <laughs> to be um, at a stop sign singing um, "All That She Wants Is Another Baby" by Ace Bass. Um, I will sing along to anything. I give zero fucks. Um, I am the exact opposite of Rambo um, in the sense that, like, I don't, I, I mean, like, if you were going to give me, like, a grade on what my singing voice is, it's probably, like, a C or a C plus. Like, I can carry a tune well enough, but I also don't give a shit. If somebody's just like, oh, you're off key, and I'd be like, yeah, well, suck my dick. That's the point. Like, I, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, have, I have zero qualms about that. But like, yeah, like I will sing along to anything and everything. Um, I'll sing along to Jimmy Buffett. I'll sing along to Aerosmith. I'll sing along to, to, um, to Biggie, to Tupac, to, yeah. uh, to Jay-Z. Like, yeah, like, especially in the car, because like there are days where like you leave and work and work was dog shit and like get in the car, you just blast it as loud as you can. You sing along, man. Like, yeah, 
So enjoy that. But like, also too, like one of my favorite things is like when you're in like a, a car with a bunch of people, and like everybody's singing along. That's like some of my favorite like memories from like high school. It's just like us all singing along to like some song that we know and love. Oh yeah. Alright, let's see what we got next. What other ones do we have? Um, have we, do, do we have any more from the group? Or can we just suggest suggest them now? Oh, yeah. We had we had a total of six. It was number one, uh, which is favorite song right now. Number two, which is favorite song of all time. 28, which is songs you like to sing. 13, which is a song from 2021. 20 which was an underrated song, and then 25, which is popular song you dislike. I want to do 25. I want to hear a popular okay. song that you dislike. Okay. Um, MC, you're up first. Anything by Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> 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 I, I, I liked his foray into rock music at first. Dude, that, yeah, that first I, one. Yeah, that, his first that, one like, was that, catchy as shit. Yeah, like I, I liked it at first. But like at this point, everything I hear, I'm just like, one, he sings very flat. And I'm like doing him doing covers of all these songs, like those will work in karaoke. Like that's fine. If you're gonna cover Ariel's by System of a Down, what he think can work in karaoke? It cannot yeah. work if you're like actually putting it out there like as a single for people to like listen to regularly. Like I just I I I I can't <laughs> I I I, I, can, I can I can appreciate I can appreciate the fact that he is like making pop punk kind of fun again like in in terms of bringing it to the the mainstream in the way that it really hasn't been in a number of years so I can I can appreciate that but also like what he's doing is not good like emo girl I fucking loathe that song. That is one of the worst songs I've I've listened to like in recent memory, and if you guys don't have not heard it, then like don't do it to yourself. Just don't bother. Don't. Yeah, just, just don't, don't bother. Don't bother. Like it's 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 cliche. It's it. Willow is also featured on it, and she doesn't do anything of note on the song. It's just like what it's like. What the fuck? Like I just like I just I don't get it. You know, like I just I I just don't. So it's, whenever anything MGK. This. <laughs> as, as soon as you said this it made me think of that episode of family guy where chris uh spray paints on the wall that's enough john mayer but like it's you <laughs> it's you saying that's enough machine gun kelly yeah we like i, I think yeah we, we we've done like i it's run its course like i again can appreciate that that like the first two songs he did were cool can app- i appreciated them but now at this point i'm just like yeah just you don't have the vocal range for this. If you're gonna if you're gonna sound flat, then everything else around you needs to be good. But like his most recent song is uh, is a literal ripoff of uh, misery business of misery business in terms of the structure of the song. It, it like it it sounds like someone who heard misery business and was like, I'm gonna make a song like this. So yeah, that's yeah for me it's it's him. <laughs> Rambo. Rambo, what's that you, my friend? We don't talk about Bruno by the Encanto cast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's... It's not even the Whoa. best song on the soundtrack. You are going to piss off so many people. Oh, that's I wonderful. Fuck. <laughs> I know you don't, and that's what I appreciate about you. Surface Pressure is the best song on that soundtrack. Yeah. Why is everyone obsessing over We Don't Talk About Bruno? the same reason that everybody obsessed over let it go from um from frozen like it's just yeah but that's actually a really good song it is yeah (laughs) and that's the thing like i don't i mean look it's a fine song there's nothing wrong with that song i just don't get the obsession over that when there's a much better song on the soundtrack i just it, it it just blows my mind okay you guys ready for mine let's hear it so I'm going to give you some some uh, background on this one. First off, um, it is it actually it was number one in uh, the UK. Um, it it charted here as well, um, but it didn't do as well. And I'm pulling it up because I want to I want to give the stats here because it's like a, a song is popular that you hate. So I want to make sure that I'm I'm explaining that this song was in fact popular. It shouldn't have been because it's fucking bullshit. But that's okay. We'll get into it. Um, 
debuted as number at number 87 on the Billboard Hot 100 for December of 2018. The song peaked at number 10 on the week of June 14th, 2019. The song is Sweet But Psycho. The singer is Ava Max. I can't stand this fucking song. Like, I, if I if I saw her, I would punch her in the throat. Like, <laughs> because this is this is such a this is such a fucking messed up song because like what it does is it like it preys on that whole like it's not i mean like you want to talk about mental health and like how fucked up that she's like saying oh she's sweet but she's psycho first off like you're just gonna make a diagnosis about somebody just because you like it but additionally too like it it plays into that whole like oh well i'm cute but i'm crazy like no, you're just an asshole, or you need to get help. Like, it, it, I, I hate, I fucking hate that. Like, it says right here, the controversy. The lyrics of Sweet But Psycho have been criticized by several mental health advocates for stigmatizing mental illness. Um, states the song boasts lyrics akin to clickbait, pejoratively using terms such as psycho and crazy to evoke a sentiment that seems starkly at odds with the recent progress the music industry has made and how mental health is discussed. So we do all of these things about how mental health is important. I just talked about how Mike Doty writes this really, really emotionally moving song about how fucked up it was that like people didn't get to live a normal life and they had to die or get maimed in, in fucking Iraq and Afghanistan. And then she's like, oh, she's cute, but she's psycho. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to smooth now. It is, it is, yeah, it's, it's not good. No, yeah. And that's the other and, thing is like it, it insults me on a musical level too because it's a dog shit song. It's not even catchy. <laughs> God damn it! Fuck you, Ava Max. I haven't gotten to release Double Bird once for a while, so I had to pull that out. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Because like, I have I have music by Ava Max that I actually like. I actually have never heard this song before, but it is it is it is it is bad. She has other stuff. Like that's a good thing, I guess. Yeah, she's uh, she has uh, like she's uh, she's done a bunch of stuff with like um, in the house music scene. Yeah. With like DJ, with uh, with uh, you know DJs and whatnot. So like she has a song with um, uh, this uh, group called Lay Youth. Uh, this song called Clap Your Hands. That was my introduction to her. It came out like three or four years ago. That's my introduction to her, and like as far as I knew, I've I've only heard her on like house music stuff. Yeah. Like I I had never heard that song like until now, and I wish I'd be still that way. Um. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on. Um, I wanted to do. We'll do a few more, and then we'll wrap up here. Um. You know, here instead of doing the random number generator, where I just pull one at random. Is there one in particular that you really want to talk about? Rambo, go ahead and you can start us. Is there one where you're just like, I want to talk about this particular one, and then see what everybody else has to say? Um, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't have the same connection to music you guys do. Okay, that's fair. Um, well, here, how about if I okay. give you one that I want to hear? Sure. Okay, I want to hear your favorite song from the '70s. Uh, what is it? Number eleven. Yeah, number eleven. Um, Baker Street by City to City. Ooh, it's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, that is, that, a, good one. That is a sexy fucking sax, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> and the the yeah. Foo Fighters cover is fucking phenomenal. Uh, yes, I love that. I was just about to say that too. Yeah, it's. I mean, it just. It honestly, you could also pick pretty much any song from uh, any of the Gardens of the Galaxy soundtracks. Um. But Cherry Bomb came out in the 70s, right? Yeah, Cherry Bomb's fucking dope ass song. Um, yeah, it's 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 also like why like Alive and Amplified, that song I mentioned before. Again, if it came out in the 70s, wouldn't surprise me. If it if it was yeah. designed to sound like a song that came out in the 70s, would not surprise me in the slightest either. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I I love music across the board like like you said i guess you don't have the same connection that we do which is i mean it's cool you know because you still like you have a fucking great taste in music yeah buddy. but like but um yeah i love music from the 70s um and it was really really hard to narrow down one because like like fuck half of led zeppelin's catalog is is fucking gold um there's so many good like rock really found its groove in the 70s i feel like uh, a lot of sh shit from um cheap trick is really really good um like mm -hmm. Aerosmith really hit their stride in the '70s as well, and had some of their best hits. I, I feel, yes, they're an '80s band. I get it, but like they, 
they were still like really, really rock in the 70s and the 80s. They were more pop rock, which is, again, not a bad thing. Um, but I always go back to a song that I will play on repeat. And like, I just love singing along to it. And it's Everlasting Love by Carl Carlton. Like, fuck that song. Like, it is so catchy. Like, if you're not singing along to that song, there's something wrong with you. But that's mine from the 70s. What about you, MC? All right, so like previous answers, get a list. Um, <laughs> but I'll just I'll just run through them. So the first one I know here is Twenty Five or Six to Four by Chicago. Oh, is, that's uh, a good one. Which is uh, yeah, that was my introduction to Chicago because I heard it playing. Uh, I heard it playing in like a Kmart once, and yeah, I've I've been a, been a fan ever since. So that's one. Uh, Don't stop till you get enough, Michael Jackson. Ah, oh, fuck, that's a good one too. Yeah, uh, Hot Stuff by Donna Summer on there. Uh, Boogie Wonderland, Earth, Wind & Fire. Sunny by Boney M. And Got To Be Real by Cheryl Lynn. They're all fucking killer. These are all just absolutely spot on, man. These are great. Um, it, like, like, like you, it's, it's hard to narrow, it's hard to like narrow it down because there's way more than I, that I didn't even list or put down that I know that I know for a fact that I'm forgetting, but. Oh yeah. Like it's I, I, a little decade. You need me to pick one. It'd be better to pick a year than, than that. <clears throat> oh yeah. Like, um, a fucking bad company. Can't get enough of your love. That's a great one. Shooting star by bad company. I'm, I'm literally going yeah. through a playlist. I'm just looking right now. I mean, like, I don't know, like 90% of Elton John's shit. Um, yeah. Yeah, there, we, I mentioned it before, Aquarius, Let the Sunshine In. That Actually, that might have been 60s by the fifth dimension. I don't know for sure when that one came out. But either way, um, amazing shit. Um, yeah. Um, let's go to our next one here, um, and then we'll, we'll, you know what, we'll do, we'll do one more. How about that? And then oh, we'll, we'll call it a For the record, uh, yeah. that song did come out in 1969. God, oh, that's Nice. Okay. Um, I have I have one that I'm yeah. I'm uh, I'm curious about for from from both of you, which is that's number nine, song you'd like to uh, see live, mm. like to see performed live. So, I. Oh yeah, I know that. Yeah. It's it's like it's like part of my DNA because one, I'm Jewish. Two, my mom's from New York. Three. <laughs> um, <laughs> She um, went and saw him in concert like four or five times. Um, I want to see fucking Billy Joel in concert. I knew you were going to say fucking Billy yep. Joel. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, well, because one, like, and this is going to get morose for a second. Like two, like I wanted to see Tom Petty live and I never got a chance to and he's dead. And Billy Joel's still alive. So like Billy Joel's like the only, like the only one really left on my bucket list. I got to see, um, I've seen the Food Fighters a bunch of times. Um, I'd like to see Offspring again. I'd love to see them because the yeah. one time I went, my dumbass friend uh, almost broke his neck crowd surfing. So I had to yes. go with him to the, I had to go with him to the uh, to the emergency room to make sure he wasn't dead. Um, I'm they still sound great for the record. When I saw them in 2019, they still I'd, sound great. I would fucking love to see them. Um, I got to see Rage Against the Machine live, which was which was dope as shit. Um, yeah, I think I'm, st- yeah, yeah. I'm sticking with it for sure. Yeah. Rambo? Uh, Close Your Eyes and Count the Fuck by Ron the oh. Jewels featuring Zach Yes. Yep. Oh, yes, 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 yes. That is a song that every time it comes on, I turn it up far louder than I should. I don't know what it is about it <laughs> that really appeals to me, but it is definitely that one. I love the fucking... Um, the Blade Runner references that uh, De La Roca has in his verse. Um, yeah, it, yeah, that fucking song is so it, dope. I love it, it so much. It, it, it crystallized everything that was good about Rage Against the Machine and, like, modernized it. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, like, yeah. And, and, and Run the Jewels, like, I did not think I was going to like them as much as I do. And, like, the more I hear their shit, the more I'm just like, these guys are so fucking good. Because it, because it, like, on paper, it shouldn't work. Right. But for some reason, it just does. Like, I've been a fan of LP, you know, for forever. Like, he, 
is essentially kind of like the godfather for a lot of underground rap from from the late 90s and in 2000s like he, like when people thought of underground stuff they thought of they thought of him because like he was always so involved in in different stuff and like his sound is very like it's very it's not as melodic as like most of the stuff that killer mike was doing uh, when he was running around with outcast and, and the dungeon family which is way more melodic so like in theory like it should not it should not work like because their their styles don't mesh and yet they somehow found some like weird gray area and it's been fucking great ever since yeah that yeah. oh god yeah, and the fucking <laughs> lyrics, the, and the lyrics are good. Like at one, yeah, I gotta pull up. I gotta pull up the lyrics. Hang on a second. Yeah, uh, or take over a jail, give those CEOs hell, the burning of the sulfur. Goddamn, I love the smell. Like it's uh, pillow torching. Where the fuck the warden? And when you find them, we don't kill them. We just waterboard them. We kill them for freedom because they tortured us for boredom. Okay. And even if some good wines fucking left the Lord, Jesus yeah. Christ, yeah. so fucking great. <laughs> Oh man, and like that's it, it. It grabs that anger and like just like absolute like guttural hatred for how fucked up our system is, and puts it into lyrics like that that are just amazing. You know, like yeah, yeah. Well, I'm gonna complete the trifecta here. Um, Rage Against the Machine is on mine because <laughs> um, I haven't seen. They're they're one of the handful of groups that are on my bucket list, and luckily, fortunately, that'll you know, as long as everything goes well, I will be seeing them in August, and I can hopefully knock a couple of these off of uh, off my list. Um, but like Testify by Rage Against the Machine, that's one that I, that I, I, I would just kill to see live. It's one of my favorite songs by them. And the, like the build up to the guitar solo in that song is one of my favorite, just like musical things. Period. Um, but I mean, also "Bullet in the Head" by them because I love Zach's scream. I mean, Zach screams. I, I, yeah, thousand percent. I I need to see that. Um, but pretty much anything by them because they again they're one of the handful of groups that I have not seen live. Um, I also want to see At the Drive-In live. No, I still haven't gotten to go to go see them. I don't listen to a ton of experimental, but they're they've been an experimental band that I've been um, a fan of. And that, honestly, I like the the lead singer and guitarist. I like their work in At the Drive-In more than the Mars Volta, which is not shade to the Mars Volta because Mars Volta is still is is also Fuck. great. I would also, love to see them live. God yeah, but like I, I I would I would like I I really just I really would love to 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 see them live. And uh, lastly, um, Silk Sonic, Anderson Pack, Bruno Mars, yeah, the entire like the entire like uh, yeah. 60s, 70s inspired project, but specifically the song After Last Night, which features Bootsy Collins, because I I feel like if that song came out in the 60s, like most of us would have probably been conceived to it, because that song just oozes, <laughs> just oozes like sex. <laughs> with uh those those wine guitars and loops and like it's just yeah i i would i would love to see them uh just to see them live at some points in 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 life and um that's pretty actually you know what i mean i i just thought of this i have one more i'll add and i'm adding this because i, I want to introduce you two to him because we've been talking about Zach De La Roca. There's someone I discovered when I went to Warp Tour 2019 named Hiro the Hero, who is like a modern day Zach De La Roca. Like even to the, like, like if you look up his song, he has a song called Bullet, which is which was the first song that I, I heard from him. And I heard that song and like I was, it, it immediately made me think of like, well, if Zach came out like in 2021, 2022, this is what he would sound like and it sounds really fucking awesome and unfortunately because of the people i was with i went to warp tour i did not get to go see him see him perform there so unfortunately yeah but he he would be on my list also i said the kill would also be on my list those are anything by either of them are people i would go see i um i have two that i just thought of because it was something i don't even know if we talked about on the podcast but like I have to pull up the name of the um, of the band. What's the name of the? It's like the brass cover band for Rage Against the Machine with Brass the, Against Brass Against with the really attractive lead singer. 
um, who peed on the guy. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right on that guy's face. Kind of want to go see them live. Not saying because I want to see the chick pee on a dude, but like you heard no, it here first, like... folks. Mike is into water sports. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, I just like, I liked all of it. I liked all of and this it. This is on the pee. <laughs> nice. I'm not even. What, I'm not even gonna combat it at this point. Like fuck it. Um, I love their their covers were fucking fun, man. And she's yeah. she's got a voice. And she just like belts it out, man. Um, but I have to give this one a caveat because it was one of the most emotionally moving albums I've ever heard. But this song in particular, um, it, because it meant so much to the singer, and that's Over Again by Mike Shinoda from Post Traumatic. Oh, uh, yeah. It's one of the most impactful songs I've ever heard, because at one point he, he's literally pouring out his heart about all the shit that happened after Chester Pennington died. And like how he's like, I don't even know how I'm going to continue my career. And people keep being like, wow, it must be hard. And he's like, yeah, no shit. And like, in the song he's saying that and like i would love to be able to see him perform that live but honestly if he doesn't perform that live i fucking get it yeah and like yeah yeah and like that i would never be like oh play this song no like it, it's it, if he did a performance of that album i would want to see it because i know that he would that's literally him taking a part of his soul and putting it on paper and then recording it and being like here everybody look at how traumatic this thing was for me and like that song, like I, I've listened to that album probably, God, hundreds of times now at this point because it's so fucking good. But like, I don't. Again, if he was like, I'm not performing this live, I'd be like, dude, I get it. Yeah, yeah. I, like that song. That song is great. That album is 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 fucking great. And yeah, I'm still sad because I was I was going to go see see Lincoln Park that summer um, <laughs> when because I they were my first concert. So they are, they always they will always have a special place in my heart. Project Revolution 2004, Lincoln Park, Corn, Snoop Dogg, The Used, Less Than Jake, my first concert, and I was very excited to go to go see them, especially because I've been watching a ton of stuff with uh, with Chester. Because if you guys remember, there was a lot of controversy over the the last album that they did because it was way more pop, and people were giving uh -huh. them were giving them shit for it because it was way it more was pop. In retrospect, I've listened to that album. It's such a fucking good album. It's good, and you can tell Chester really poured his heart into that album. Also, like that's yeah. that's on one more light is like it's a hard it's a hard song for me to listen to now. Oh yeah, because because of the significance of it. Yeah, you know, like it's. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just gonna say like, it, it, it's almost like the dude poured his heart out, and everybody told him to fuck off. And like, why can't you go back to yelling and screaming and about yeah. being angry? And he's just like, Jesus Christ! Like, yeah, the yeah. you know what the irony the irony of that is that the two albums they put out prior to that were a solid combination of that old stuff, the like the hybrid theory, meteor uh, era stuff, and like the more melodic stuff that they had been doing recently. And people did not listen to them. Those those albums didn't do as well as they should have done. Yeah, like Hunt, Hunting Party was is is arguably the heaviest album that uh, the heaviest album that they had done to that point. They really leaned into the rock side of it. They even got a feature from Rakim on on that album as well. And yeah. that album did not it did not do well commercially because people were not checking for it. And that was the thing that I think I want to say one of them brought up um, in an interview. Or someone brought it up. They're like. They gave the they they literally leaned they they leaned in and gave the fans what they had been asking for like we're okay we'll we'll go back to doing heavy stuff, and you all didn't fucking appreciate it when we did it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like I yeah that, that I mean that Mike that Mike Shinoda album is great, and I you know if he never performs it because I know he's done some stuff so he's done some performances he's put some other music out since. But yeah, if he if he never does anything, and if they as Lincoln Park never do anything ever again, it'll be completely understood. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. And like, there, the, the, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh no, uh, well I was just gonna say because there was a there was a rumor that that was floating around recently that um, Derek, I don't remember his last name, but the least the front man from some 41, that there were rumors that he was going to like join in for Lincoln, uh, join Lincoln Park for like live performances. Because you know, some 41 were huge fans of Lincoln Park, and they they also did 
Um, they've done covers of some of uh, of Lincoln Park before. They've done Numb, and I think they may have done One Step Closer. Um, and that guy that got shot down by Derek himself in an interview because he was like, like how like how the hell even if I wanted to do it, how could you follow up? Like who would want to take on <clears throat> the pressure? I'm losing my voice. Yeah. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. That. That's. Okay. No, I, I don't. I don't think anybody would want to do that. Yeah. You know. Any. That. That's. Yeah. You're basically like trying to replace Chester Bennington. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. Who would want to be the pressure? Uh, who would want to take on the pressure of being the first person to perform these songs since Chester? Yeah. It. It. It would. It would be a lot. Even. You know. It's understandable when it's a tribute. Uh, as I'm sure a number of uh, a number of um, people did, like when when Chester had passed, but that's a lot to put on someone. But um, yeah. yeah, I just the only thing you can hope for at this point is that you know Mike and the others heal. They they even they even put out a there was a statement that came out late last year when people were asking about the status of the band and they themselves that you know said that like they're not emotionally they're just they're not in the place where they can do it yet. Like they're all still creating and making music, but they, oh, yeah. they're not, they're not at a place, they're not in a place emotionally where they're ready to like be Lincoln Park again. Well, and Shinoda has done like one of my favorite songs from 2021 was Happy Endings by him, and like it's him and a bunch of other people. That's so a great one, yeah. Yeah, he's still collaborating. He's doing a lot of stuff, but also too, like, um, I think you shared it in our 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 group chat that we have, that like he was building like a fucking gaming PC and shit. Like he's doing other stuff. Like, which is, which is good. I was, I was really like, you, you get worried about people, you know, like I'm honestly like, I'm, that's the way I feel about the Foo Fighters right now. I, I, I'm concerned about them and their mental well-being after what happened with Taylor Hawkins. But yeah, like it was, it was good to see that Mike was doing other things, but like, yeah, it sucks. And like, there's a certain amount of it that almost makes you feel selfish because you're just like, well, I wonder if they're going to create more music. And it's like, dude, it's the same thing that they ran into fucking Adam Schefter ran his mouth about Dwayne Haskins being yeah. a, a draft bust. And like the day he died, he was like, well, you know, he didn't live up to his draft hype. And people were like, dude, fuck off. He's a human being. Good Lord. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Same ordeal. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely makes me feel guilty when you, when you think like that, when it comes to like artists and, and, yeah. and athletes and things like that. But that is a conversation for another day when we will save that for another podcast uh, we're going to wrap things up here folks thank you all very very much for listening for subscribing for making this thing what it is um but also big thanks to mr james rambo big thanks to mr mc brooks for being awesome co-hosts and awesome friends when it comes to all things podcasting but also all things you know just life in general um we will be back next week same bat time same bat channel for more podcast shenanigans make sure you tune in for that but for all of us here at the great geek refuge we love you we appreciate you and remember together there are no heights that we can't reach Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy!